Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Theater 5 presents Flies with Honey. Nora Benson speaking. Uh, Miss Benson, this is Dan Watkins from the home office. Home office? Oh, oh, dear me, yes. Sometimes I just forget that I'm an insurance agent. The home office, of course. Now, look here, Miss Benson. Didn't you insure a man named Sherman Wellington five or six years ago? Sure? Why, yes, Sherman. I grew up together, you know. Out in Silsbury, he stayed there and I left, but... Well, look, then... You ought to know. But we did remain good friends, and so, of course, I wrote up his insurance. You know, of course, I just do a little business amongst my friends. This was a $50,000 policy, wasn't it? Well, I think it was something like that. Gracious, I don't keep these things in my head. I've no head for figures at all, you know. But I do know that Sherm wanted to leave his wife well provided for, and... Please, Miss Benson. Yes? I've been checking this week's obituaries, and this Sherman Wellington has died. Oh, good heavens, I knew that. Thursday night, he committed suicide, the paper said. You knew it. If you knew that this Sherman Wellington died, why haven't you filed a claim? You should have got in touch with the widow. Oh, I'm, I'm going to see her now. You are? Oh, yes. I was just leaving to take a bus for Silsbury when you called. Fine. Now, get that claim into the home office right away. Well, I'd better run or I'll miss the bus. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Oh, have I ever told you how handsome Sherman Wellington was, Mr. Watkins? No, and I don't care. Hurry up or you'll miss the bus. <laughs> I didn't expect a man to answer. I, I don't know you, do I? I used to live in Silsbury, but... I'm Dr. Drake. Dr. William Drake. Oh. Well, I've come to see Mrs. Wellington. Goodness, it's such a sad thing about poor dear Sherman. Are you a friend of Mrs. Wellington? That's funny. You know, I've never met her. I'm Nora Benson, by the way. Sherman and I grew up together, and naturally, I wanted to offer my condolences. Oh, well, uh, Mrs. Wellington is ill and too upset to see anyone. Oh, goodness. Well, I... I suppose that's that. Yes, well, I'll tell her you call. Yes, thank you. Oh, I would have liked to talk to her about poor dear Sherman. Well, I'll tell her that too, Mrs. Benson. Uh, Miss Benson. Oh, Miss Benson, mm. sorry. Well, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Dr. Drake. Oh, dear. Oh, really, Miss Benson? Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Drake. I, I forgot to say that I'm not just an old friend. I'm also an insurance agent. It's just something I do for a living, so I'm always forgetting about it. But anyhow, I wrote a policy for Sherm some years back for $50,000. Oh? 
Is that so? Yes. So when poor Mrs. Wellington is better and able to talk business... Wait, uh, wait, wait. Just one minute. I, um... I suppose a matter like this needs immediate attention, so perhaps I, uh... I could let you see her for just a moment. Oh, I wouldn't want to upset her. Well, I don't want you to have made the trip for nothing. Well, if you think so... Yes, please. Come right in. Oh, this way. Who was that, Bill? Oh, it's an old friend of Sherman's, Mrs. Wellington. Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know you. Oh, this is Mrs. Wellington, Miss Benson. How do you do? I'm sorry to trouble you, but... Well, I, I am not feeling well. I'm, I'm quite upset, you know, and... Well, I thought you should see this lady, Mrs. Wellington. She's an old friend of Sherman's, and she's come from out of town. And as a matter of fact... As a matter of fact, I wrote an insurance policy for your husband. $50,000. I thought you might want to see her. Yes, of course. I'm sure that you understand why I don't want to see everybody, but won't you sit down, Miss Benson? Thank you. You say that you wrote an insurance policy. Yes, but I don't want to burden you with that right now. I can imagine how upset you are about poor dear Sherm. It is like a nightmare, if you can imagine. Oh, I think I can understand. I was terribly upset myself. I could scarcely believe it. But goodness gracious, I... I would have thought Sherm was the last person to take his own life. Well, we... We never can tell what goes on in the human mind, Miss Benson. Uh, yes, I suppose that's true. But when I read about it, my gracious, all I could think of was how healthy Sherm had always been. I mean, right tackle and all. That was on the football team in high school, you know, or, or the basketball... Well, something, anyway. The one where they wear the shoulder pads. Not that Sherm ever needed shoulder pads with those big shoulders of his. My goodness. I don't think I want to talk about it. Oh, well, of course you don't, you poor dear. Must have been such a shock, you finding him dead and all. It was a terrible shock to Mrs. Wellington, Miss Benson, and I really think we uh, ought to talk about something else. Oh, of course, of course. You know, one thing that I thought right away when I read about it in the paper was that there must be some mistake, because, I mean, Thursday night... I, I suppose I was living in the past, really, but when I knew Sherm oh so very, very well, why, Thursday nights was sacred to him. He always used to go to the city to the art auctions every Thursday night. I don't know why, but I thought he was still doing it. Oh, well... As a matter of fact, uh... Yes? Yes, Sherman did go to the art auctions every Thursday night. But this time, he didn't want to go. My goodness. He actually said he didn't want to go. Yes, yes, he did. Dr. Drake was here that night. He was a dinner guest. Hmm? Yes, yes, I was. And uh, Sherman said he guessed he wouldn't go into the city. said he didn't feel very well. So uh, I offered to examine him, but he said it was nothing, that he was just tired, and uh, he went up to bed. Hmm. And, and that's when he took the sleeping pills. Oh, can't we talk about something else? Yes, I really think, Miss Benson, it would be better for Mrs. Wellington if we just talked about the uh, whole uh, business or something. Oh. But I don't want to impose on Mrs. Wellington. But if there is something to be done, then I would like to get it over with. I mean, if it's just signing papers or oh, something. Now, just don't you fret. We'll take care of such things all in good time. I'm not going to have you worrying. Why, you must feel even worse than I do about what happened. Why, after all, you were his wife. You lived with him all these years, so even though I feel terrible, it must be just... Awful for you. Well, Mrs. Wellington was really in a state of shock, Miss Benson, and under mild sedation. That's just my point, because dwelling on it is Oh, not... of course. Of course that's true. However, you must understand that I was simply bowled over by what happened, because... Well, I, I don't know whether Sherm ever spoke of it, Mrs. Wellington, but he and I were what we used to call... 
sweet on each other. That was before he met you, of course. No, he never spoke of it. Well, that was very sensible of him. We were sweethearts, actually. I, I hope you don't mind my mentioning it now, after all these years. Uh, do you? Well, I suppose not. Of course you don't. Because, after all, you had Sherm as a husband all this time. I remember how perfect his parents thought the match would be. I mean, this was before Sherm gave it a thought at all. I mean, the social position of your family, Mrs. Wellington. They were very impressed with that. My goodness, why not? I wish I came from such a fine old family. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Now, why, don't you think... When he told me about you and how your family's got on and everything, why, I didn't think for a moment of standing in his way. Oh, no, no, that isn't true. I did think of it because, as I say, I, I was sweet on Sherm, but I didn't raise a fuss. Miss Benson, do you want a medal for that? Oh, dear me. Oh, I've offended you. I'm so sorry. I don't want you to think that Sherm didn't also tell me how pretty you were, and now that I see you oh. at last, I can see he was right. Heavens, I don't think Sherm would have married anyone just solely because of her social position and family at all. At all. Not unless she was pretty, too. Heavens, no. Oh, I do hope you'll forgive me if I've offended you. Have I? Uh, no, no, no. Of course not, Miss Benson. Uh, still, Miss Benson, I'm afraid these uh, reminiscences are disturbing to Mrs. Wellington at this time. Oh, yes, I do understand. Well, I tell you what. I'll leave right away. I have to catch a bus back anyhow, and I shouldn't have taken up so much of your time, Mrs. Wellington. Yes, yes. Now, about the insurance. Oh, goodness gracious. I can't trouble you with business matters at a time like this. It is no trouble. I would rather have it off my mind. Well, I have no objection, Miss Benson, and it might help take a mind off things. Well, you're being very polite and trying to save me another trip, but... Oh, no, no. It is not that. No, it really, it really would be good for Mrs. Wellington. It would uh, give her something constructive to do. Oh, well, that is too bad, then. You see, I didn't think that this would be the time for it, so I didn't even bring the blanks with me. Blanks? Well, the ones you'd have to fill out. Oh, all sorts of questions and information that, for the life of me, I don't see the use of. But you know the company. They insist. And I thought it would just be too much for you, so I didn't even bring the blanks along. This was just a visit to offer condolences and, and to talk with you, you poor dear, about someone we both thought so much of. And uh, you, you can't do anything without the blanks. Oh, you should know the insurance business. We can't breathe without filling out all kinds of blanks. Uh, yes, well, when... Uh, you... I'll come back next week, say a week from today. Well, fine, any time. Um, I couldn't make it any earlier. And besides, poor Mrs. Wellington will have more time to recover from the shock by then. Mrs. Wellington, it's been so nice to meet you. And you too, Dr. Drake. That is the most exasperating woman I have ever met. Bill. Yes, Anne. Do you suppose she's more than just a kook? Hmm? You suppose she doesn't want me to have that money? Well, when she comes here next week, she'll deliver. Or else. Of course, Bill. Miss Benson, this is Dan Watkins. 
Oh, Mr. Watkins, yes. Dear me, the home office. I want to know where that claim is for the Wellington death. Well, goodness gracious, Mr. Watkins, I don't have it. Why not? Didn't you see Mrs. Wellington? You were going to. Well, of course I saw her. Why, I wouldn't think of not calling on her with poor Sherm dead. I went out to Silsbury the very day I spoke to you, remember? I told you I was going then. But that was five days ago. I've been watching the mail for that claim ever since. Oh, you shouldn't have, Mr. Watkins. Why, I wouldn't have thought of bringing up a business matter like that with poor Mrs. Wellington and her husband scarcely buried. Poor Mrs. Wellington would probably like to get her money. Oh. Oh, I don't think she'd be so indelicate. Oh, now look here. When are you going to have her sign the claim? Well, I have an appointment to see you day after tomorrow. Though I must say, I do think this is still too early to talk business with the poor woman. Miss Benson. Yes? Stop thinking, will you? Just get the claim signed. Hello? Hello. Is this Mr. Arthur Dooley? Yes. Who's this? Well, you don't know me, Mr. Dooley, but I was a great friend of your business partner, Sherman Wellington. My name is Nora Benson. Oh. Well, how do you do? Very well, thank you. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm sure you'll think I'm impertinent, but I've been so unhappy over poor dear Sherman's death that I... Well, I just wanted to talk to someone about it. Oh, it's funny. I wouldn't have thought that Sherm was the kind of man to get upset about, well, anything. Not to the point of taking his own life, I mean. I wouldn't have thought so either. Certainly a surprise to me. Yes. I suppose Mrs. Wellington called you right away that night. Matter of fact, she did, yes. It was about 2.30 in the morning. I got over there as soon as I could, but there wasn't much for me to do. Dr. Drake was there already, and when the medical examiner arrived, Dr. Drake took him upstairs. All I could do was to try to comfort Mrs. Wellington. Yes, of course. The medical examiner. Is that Dr. Oldfield? Yes. I used to live in Silsbury, you see. I was wondering if he was still medical examiner there. My goodness, he must be 80 if he's a day by now. 82, as a matter of fact. Think of that, my goodness. And poor Sherm didn't live to see 40. I know. It's terrible. And all because of a matter of business. Business? You mean my business? Sherm's and mine? Yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with the business. It's booming. I don't know why Sherm committed suicide, but it wasn't on account of business. Ben Watkins here. Oh, Mr. Watkins, I'm so glad I found you in. Uh, this is Nora Benson. Uh, you know that claim you kept badgering me about, Mr. Wellington's $50,000 policy? Yes. Well, I need your help. Or at any rate, I need your presence, Mr. Watkins. I'd like to have you come to Silsbury with me tomorrow when I keep my appointment with Mrs. Wellington. Well, I don't see why you need me. Well, it's hard to explain, but there are complications, and I'm, I'm sure poor dear Sherm would want you to be there. Well, who is poor dear Sherm? The deceased, Mr. Wellington. Though it does seem strange to me to call him anything as formal as that. Uh, I do so hope you can come with me. Well... Oh, uh... and Mr. Watkins, just sit back and let me do the talking, will you? Well, we 
didn't expect a delegation. Well, I'm uh, just along as an official of the insurance company. Yes, uh, Mr. Watkins is going to sit back and let me do the talking. Oh, this is very harrowing for Mrs. Wellington. Well, still in all, Doctor, she has you with her. Oh, yes, that's true. Uh, Let's get on with it, shall we? I assume I have to sign some sort of form. Well, not right away. Not without my telling you that our insurance company has asked the police to exhume Sherm's body for a post-mortem examination. What? But you can't do that. Well, now, see here, I know, Mr. Watkins, but I think it's best to tell them right out like this. You said you'd let me handle it. Now, Miss Benson, I personally examined Mr. Wellington's body and, and, uh, well, more to the point, so did the medical examiner. With you present, as I understand it. And furthermore, he issued a certificate. Digging up my husband's body and... I won't have it. I I, I don't want it and I won't have it. Well, it's not absolutely necessary. Goodness gracious, from the company's point of view, there's no need of a post-mortem under certain circumstances. What do you mean? Well, if Mrs. Wellington wanted to renounce her claim to the insurance, why, naturally, the insurance company wouldn't have any reason to exhume the body. Uh, That's true, isn't it, Mr. Watkins? Well, yes, that would be true, yes. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, but I I, I feel faint. Oh, Anne. I'll be all right, Bill, but but what what do you mean, renounce my claim to the insurance? Uh, Anne, I... uh... I think you and I had better uh, go into the other room. Perhaps I I can... um, Well, I'd better take your pulse. You see? Come, my dear. Yes. You you will excuse us. Please. Miss Benson, what are you trying to do? Why, good heavens, Mr. Watkins. I'm trying to do what Sherm would want me to do. You know the company hasn't ordered an exhumation. Well, dear me, of course I know that. Well, if they had any sense, they'd know it. Well, good heavens, don't you see that's why I have you here? With you here, they can't help but believe me. Oh, just... We we haven't any cause for suspicion. Oh, I think we have. Uh, Mrs. Wellington and I have been talking about the effect of all this on her health, and uh, she has something to tell you. Oh? Yes, I, uh... Well, on the advice of my physician, I have decided to renounce any claim to the insurance money. Is that satisfactory? Perfectly. Well, not to me. What do you mean? I mean that I'm a citizen as well as an insurance official. I want you people to know that I'm going to inform the police that you people have renounced $50,000 rather than let Mr. Wellington's body be examined. Oh, no. And please. Now, the medical examiner... The medical examiner is over 80 years old. And you were standing there with him. Now, wait, wait a minute. Just wait one moment. I will give up the $50,000, but I still have some money, quite a bit of money. Now, Are you suggesting that we can make a little money out of this? Well, yes, yes, you and Miss Benson. Dear me. You killed him, didn't you? I knew it. I knew it before I came here. I knew it before I read the obituary. You killed Sherman Wellington. You never loved him, and he never loved you. He was forced into the marriage by his parents, and you... You didn't accept the bargain you made, no. You had to intrigue with Dr. Drake so that he'd give Sherm a lethal injection and then make an 82-year-old man think it was sleeping pills. You did this to the man I loved. And now you're caught. And I am going to have glory in my heart when they pull the switch to send you and your lover to death for this thing you've done. Glory in my heart. Do you understand? (laughs) 
My house is right down this road, Mr. Watkins. All right. Uh, before you go, one thing. You said you knew Mr. Wellington had been murdered even before you read his obituary. How did you know he was dead before that? Because he didn't show up in the city on Thursday night. And there was only one thing that could have kept him away. Death. But not suicide. Not on a Thursday, Mr. Watkins. Thursday was what he lived for. Every Thursday night throughout that miserable marriage of his, he had a date with me. presented Flies with Honey, written by Robert Senadella, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Joan Lovejoy, Larry Haynes, Leslie Woods, John Griggs, and Melville Ruick. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.